0: Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 1st, 2016. This is Tech Talk Today, episode 234. How did I, how did that, e- no, that's not possible. That is not possible, but yet somehow it is. My name is Chris. Hey there, Ange. And I'm Angela. Hello, Angela. Hello. Hi. How you doing today? I'm all right. Well, good, good. I'm glad to hear that because today is one of three shows for me. That's what this episode is right here. One of three shows today. I got, wow, yeah, yeah, I got the is. Tech Talk today, right? Tech yeah. Talk today, today. Mm-hmm. Then, I got the, <laughs> then I got the Linux Unplug Big show. We're going to be talking Raspberry Pi 3, a couple other things mm-hmm. we've been talking about. We've got a good show coming up there. And then... Some
1: politics.
0: Unfilter is going to be covering Super Tuesday live skis. So if you're listening to this now mm-hmm. and want to join us for uh, our meta coverage of that, that'll be on jblive.tv. But let's get into the news. Let's bring you in that mumble room. Time-appropriate greetings, mumble room. Time appropriate. Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello. Hello, people. Hi. Hello. Okay, so let's talk about the big news this morning. Uh, In in fact, we haven't even really had a chance to talk about this story since Tech Talk's been on the air, but you guys are all very familiar now with Apple and their battle with the FBI and the DOJ about unlocking one of the San Bernardino shooters' phones. Uh, There is a passcode on there. If you put uh, 10 invalid uh, passcodes in there, it wipes the phone. You're probably familiar Mm -hmm. with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you know it's also his work phone?
1: Oh, he no, had I a didn't. personal
0: phone, and they destroyed their personal phones.
1: Oh, is this is the San Bernardino? Which one is that?
0: That was a shooting down in San Bernardino where they went in and shot up like their coworkers.
1: Oh, right. Do you okay. remember that? Yeah. Yes. And then they went
0: on. They ran. And, yeah, yeah.
1: There, that was a very <clears> suspicious story.
0: <clears throat> well, it's very sad, and uh, yeah, it, what's really odd about this is the FBI is trying so hard to go after what is essentially their work phone, uh, but there was a major legal victory for Apple today, and uh, John Gruber over at Daring Fireball has been doing a good job of. Finding the best coverage and linking to it. So he's kind of doing like meta coverage and it's been great. Uh, So I wanted to cover a couple of these things because uh, I think it's pretty – it's a pretty big win for Apple today. In fact, Gruber calls it a major court victory. Uh, So the judge applied previous legal decisions interpreting the All-Writs Act, which is like a 1789 law. Did you know that? Wow. That's the law they're using to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And back then when the All-Writs Act was was written – the U.S. law structure was, was very new and it was still very much forming and they needed something they could just sort of patch things over with until they had every, all the different laws in place. Mm-hmm. And so they wrote the All Writs Act. Uh, and so there's a lot of different ways you can interpret something like that. The judge looked at it and concluded that the law does not justify imposing on Apple the obligation to assist in the government's investigation against its will. In a formulation extremely favorable to Apple, the judge wrote that the key question raised by the government's request is whether the All Writs Act – allows a court to compel Apple, a private party with no alleged involvement in the criminal activity, to perform work for the government against its will. The court ruled that the law has no such permission, both because relevant law contains limits on what companies like Apple are required to do, and because Congress never enacted any such obligations. Ouch! Ouch! (laughs) Moreover, the judge said the government's arguments of how the All Rights Act should be applied Quote, the implications of the government's positions are so far-reaching, both in terms of what it would allow today and what it implies about congressional intent in 1789, as to produce an impossibly absurd result. or I'm sorry, impermissibly absurd result. So this is great news for Apple in such that the first sort of legal hurdle has been a, has been a win for them.
1: With something from the 1700s. That's crazy. Yeah, that's great.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, and here's why. Uh, so a lot of people said, "Oh, this is a big marketing thing for Apple." Some people have said that. Other people have said uh, this is about encryption. It's not really about any of these things. It's actually about establishing a precedent. So if mm-hmm. if the FBI is able to establish a precedent, yes. that's why this matters because that's, it would apply yep. to any phone.
1: Yep, and that's I I had a feeling that that was the direction it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's to normalize that our data is not our data, and and of course
0: it's no accident that it's the San Bernardino shooting is the case that they're using. And and I mean, it is literally no accident that was very intentionally chosen because it has come out uh, from uh, the legal filings from Apple, from their general counsel. It has come out that there's 175 phones that are waiting
1: <laughs> for this bus after this. Oh my gosh! Well, okay. Well, that makes it seem a little less. Uh, uh, it's not conspiracy, about one phone. but yeah, but yeah. It's
0: about establishing a precedent.
1: Wow. Yes. Wow. And
0: and then once that precedent is established they will start using that precedent to get access of to these course, phones. Of course, of course. Yeah. Huh. So it's a good first blow for, uh, for uh, in this case. I mean, it's a good win for Apple. Uh, Mumble Room, any thoughts? No, it's pretty much all about precedent, uh, precedent, as you said. So, I mean, it's pretty much what this is about. It'd be interesting to see how long this takes. Uh,
1: yeah. You know, I wonder, there's going to be, you know, people on two major camps. The one will be all the people that are like, yeah, my data is my data. And then there's another group that's going to be like, but we need to find out why the killers did it.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. There's not good. But see, I think most people realize there's not going to be anything on that iPhone. That's the, that, so uh, that's, I know. The, that's the super unfortunate part is if they were successful and got access to the iPhone, there's really nothing on there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so they had access to their iCloud backup from six weeks ago, which revealed nothing.
1: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, they, they, the reason why they didn't have a more current backup is because the you know the way the iPhone works is you have to have it plugged in on Wi-Fi, and if it's plugged in and on Wi-Fi, it'll back up if it's on a known Wi-Fi network. However. Uh, once the uh, FBI and the San Bernardino, um, I think it was like an environmental agency that they worked for that the iPhone was from. I can't Mm -hmm. remember exactly. Once all of this went down and custody was claimed over items and things like that, the FBI had the San Bernardino uh, sheriff or police department, I can't remember now, try to reset the iCloud password Ah. to try to get access to there, I guess. But once you reset the iCloud password, the phone won't back up until you've relogged into the phone. So they they prev- if they would have just taken the phone, plugged it in, and put it on the work network, if the phone is yep. on a known Wi-Fi network and not touched anything, they wow. would have gotten they would have gotten most
1: current stuff. That's and, interesting.
0: And on top of that, uh, I looked into this. There is there's no difference in what you get in an iCloud backup versus pulling it over the wire using a dump to a to like iTunes mm-hmm. or an sure. extraction tool. The facilities that the iPhone operating system uses to perform the iCloud backup or the dump over a wire are the same exact facilities. So you lose some temporary state when you do this backup. Like you lose, like, Telegram's data and you lose WhatsApp's data and Facebook. You lose those cache stores that applications have on the local device. You get the binaries and you get some of the settings, but you lose the cache. So even if they restore – even if they can download this phone Mm – it will be a, it would be it will be bit for bit identical to what they've gotten in iCloud however the benefit to getting it from iCloud for them they can do that with a warrant to apple they don't need access to the phone so they can just go to apple and say hey give us the data and iCloud stores iterations of the phone backup so you can actually step through the changes that the that the suspect made on their phone maybe they were trying to clear their tracks right mm-hmm. so they start deleting web history and start deleting text messages iCloud has incremental backups of the phone, so you could just go back a few days before they deleted those text messages. Right. So iCloud wow, is, uh, really is actually up. a better, easier, softer target for them to go after.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But wow. every now and then, people don't back up, so they want this precedent. Hmm. Uh, and and it's just it, you know they just happened to change the password to break the backup, and so they had to for- it had to force their hand, and yeah, it's an interesting story. We'll see where it goes. I don't think it's I don't think it's done yet. Uh, let's talk about Microsoft just for a second. They have a new product they want you to buy Windows Defender Advanced Threat Protection. It oh, uses cloud goodness. power. I need that. Yeah, it's going to use cloud power to figure out if you've been pwned.
1: There's a stocking stuffer.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, you just, what you do is you install it on your network, you have it monitoring your network, you have it monitoring all your servers, you have it monitoring oh, all your systems. Oh, my God. And then it's going to go ahead and report back to Microsoft Cloud. And then they're going to use that data to see if you've been compromised because they're going to look at everybody else's cloud right, data right. and uh, draw
1: uh, analytics. Wow, you know that just sounds like one of the uh, managed services that IT companies provide. You know? Yeah, that is like it's just rebranded. It, uh, what was it called?
0: Oh, what was that called that we uh, sold? Uh, uh, Starts with a P. Did it?
1: I don't know. I'm it was a, it was a
0: big. It was a big enterprise grade monitoring system that you could you could like sub brand and whatnot. And I can't remember the name of it. But oh,
1: I was thinking of Postini.
0: Oh yeah. But yeah. that
1: was just email.
0: I remember Intermedia Exchange. Oh yeah, yeah. Microsoft yeah. does that now too. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: Man, are just... people really going to buy that?
0: Well, you know, you, you, if it depends. If you're a Microsoft shop and you're super worried about cybersecurity <laughs> so uh horrible. and you need to you need to demonstrate to somebody in your organization that you are on top of cybersecurity you're not going to get fired for going with the Microsoft-powered cloud solution. <laughs> well,
1: that's true. Right? So it's a CYA purchase. <laughs> I think it is. Wow. I think Microsoft sells a lot of that. you guys. All you server guys and gals, <laughs> go ahead and get it. Maybe I'm wrong. It'd be like, I yeah. just
0: I've not been impressed by Microsoft's uh, 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 border edge slash edge products for years. I never have. Been, frame,
1: frame the license. I've
0: been trying out Microsoft's uh, network security products literally since uh, before NT4. And they've never stacked up. They've never been worth it. They've always been rigid in their implementation. And Windows Defender itself doesn't have a great track record. I don't mean to hate. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying what I've observed over the years. Uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody in the Mumble Room could deploy it on their network and let us know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not up for that, how about this one more Microsoft story? How about the $3,000 HoloLens dev kit available for pre order now? It should be March 30th. Because you
1: scroll down. Yeah, there it is, scroll.
0: Ange. There it is. You see that right there. What? what you get here is you get yourself the augmented reality goggles, you get oh. yourself a carrying case, the charger for $3,000.
1: What are they doing? That, that, what? It's
0: got two gigabytes of RAM in there, 60 hertz refresh rate, an x86 little machine, a two megapixel camera, a holographic processing unit, which appears to be only a 32 bit chip, oddly enough. Bluetooth, 4.1, 802.11ac, two USB connections, 64 gigabytes of onboard storage. Battery life estimated to be about two to three hours of active use. uh, Almost two pounds.
1: Uh, Anybody in the mumble room uh, willing to fork over the dough for that? Yep.
0: What about, okay, what about if it got down to $300? Would you try it? You know, like the two-year mark or like when they have a, because this isn't a consumer product. This is for developers. And when when I'm saying developers, I'm thinking it's like your, your game shops out there right
1: yeah i guess so at
0: this price that's what that's for it's a dev kit can, can i take a minecraft pickaxe to my wall though?
1: yes i mean well that's i mean that is
0: this is you know uh somebody out there like let's just say i was nosh right i'm Notch. i got some cash and i want to see what minecraft would be like in augmented reality mm-hmm. I'd, I'd buy that i would buy that I, i'm here's what i'm more excited about and this is why i'm kind of muted about it uh and uh, Skooki Sprite is also pretty excited about this. He's been tweeting me about this. Uh, the Vive pre-orders are on sale now. Now Vive pre-orders is HTC and Valve working together uh, in a, in a Kumbaya style, and <laughs> and they're uh, they've made uh, what is some people are saying the most impressive virtual reality set, uh, system with uh, two clickers. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, it's still kind of it still kind of looks like an alien on your face. But it's pretty neat, and it's supposed to be one of the best implementations with one of the uh, best graphics. So, um, I, don't, I think the I think the HTC Vive here might be on. I think this might be something. But right now, here's the downside: pre-order. Although you get a whole bunch of stuff with it, including a nice uh, microfiber uh, carrying bag. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, you get, but it's like you have to have just a monster PC. You have mm-hmm. to have like ton of GPU power. Uh, at least comparatively, comparatively to anything I have right now. Uh, some of you may already have the system requirements, but they do have a PC checker that you can download. But the buzz on this is good, and the fact that they're, they're working, the Vive is in combination with Valve, a.k.a. Steam, means you're going to have a pretty straightforward way to get your games with, on a platform you likely already have an account on, they already have your information, and you likely semi-trust them.
1: And there likely would be more than just like one game that you could play? Like well, probably I, all know, the games? it's funny, or I already have think... two. Two what? Games. Two VR sets, too, right? N- no. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. I know you do. <laughs> I have
0: the Oculus and the Galaxy <laughs> VR. Uh, but what I mean is uh, two of the games I've bought in the past mm-hmm. just became VR games. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they've added VR okay. already. nice. I don't think this is going to work with – so here's – let's see. Let's see what the system requirements are. Um, all right. Okay. Let's see here. Hardware specs. We don't need that. We need – where's the system requirements at? About this hardware. Well, I'm not seeing that. It's pretty high end specs, but so it's. Oh yeah, did I mention that seven ninety nine? Did I did I mention that part?
1: It's only seven hundred ninety nine dollars. What do you mean only? Well, compared to th- a... three thousand, and this seems more of oh, a. Oh yeah. Conclu- uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's
0: a good yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, I'm looking for the. Uh, dis- so yeah, just... that was
1: not an authorization to buy. Okay, just, and just... purchase. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> woo!
0: Okay, you, you guys, hear everybody, you heard, it. <laughs> you heard <it>. No. Yeah! <laughs> Okay, here's the recommended PC specs. Uh, A GTX 970, which is a pretty badass video card, or a Radeon uh, R9 290. Uh, you got to have an i5 or AMD FX 8350 CPU, 4 gigabytes of RAM. Okay, that's no big Ds. Uh, HDMI 1.4 out or DisplayPort. I had to say I don't have a spare HDMI port, so that would be a bummer. Um, And you need to have uh, one USB 2.0 port. And the part I don't like... You need to run Windows. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's the other thing I'm not super jazzed about. Uh, because I got VR games. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm going to basically jump on whoever goes with the, the Linux support first. The download for the software is four gigabytes alone. Have you been playing with the WW or did you just notice that? No, I just noticed that because I'm like, I want to try to install this and see if my system's
1: running at all since I'm currently on Windows, but... I'm not taking the whole Windows thing here. So, oh, yeah, for yeah. those of you listening, um, WW wrote in the chat room that the download for the software is four gigabytes four alone. Four gigabytes,
0: four gigabytes, and yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, future. Well, the future is big. The future, <laughs> is, the future is real big. All right. Uh, so it's all the news today, and I don't know if, if I don't know if there's like a. I, I, the press just loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it when, when Google has a, a, something going wrong with the self-driving cars. Uh, so we have our first self-driving car accident from Google where it looks like it might not Ooh. be the other driver's fault. It might be the car's fault.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. the computer
0: might have messed up. Uh, a self-driving car being tested by Google struck a public bus Oops. on a Silicon Valley street. It's just a bit of a fender Is there video Bender. of it? No, not that what? I've seen yet.
1: How did a Google car not have video in it?
0: Well, there's, Google's probably got video. Absolutely. I <laughs> yeah. guarantee you they do. So h- here's the conditions, though. It's not that bad. The Lexus, they're, yes, they're testing in a Lexus. I oh, like to you know how that came about. <laughs> God, that company's rich. Anyways, uh, they were going two miles per hour during the collision. They were just coming over, and I guess Goog says, and the driver, because they have it. They, have a, they don't call it a driver, though. They call it an attendant. An attendant in the car uh, said that um, he, when he saw the bus, he was watching. He's like, oh, I'm sure they're going to slow down. Uh, And the bus didn't slow down. And uh, this is where Chris takes a side moment. Just, just a sidebar really quick. Uh, all you bastards out there on the road, uh, yeah. you need to understand that these large vehicles, they don't slow down that fast. And so I, – I, and I wonder if, like, maybe RVs have, like, an invisibility cloak. Like, once I go up to 55 miles per hour, like, does my entire RV disappear off the road <laughs> and you guys just can't see it? Uh, so people, like, uh, they don't want to be behind an RV or a bus, Right. right? And so they speed up and they try to get in front of you but then like they wh- slow down. Well, one of the things you do when you're driving a really large vehicle is because you're up very high like uh so the roof of other cars are at my ass. Uh-huh. So that I'm up I'm up way above everybody else so I can see way down the road. And so sometimes I start seeing cars, you know, doing the brake the ass up in the air, braking thing. So I start backing way off, mm-hmm. and it creates a gap. Yeah. Well, then somebody's like, "Oh, there's a spot. I better jump in there to get that spot, yeah. and fill they, the gap." Yeah, and then then but uh, then all of a sudden, like I've they've taken away all my buffer space. So now I'm like downshifting and hitting the brakes. It's like you know, just pay yeah. attention to that kind of stuff. And so I'm sure that same driver is like, "Oh, that bus will just slow down." Well, guess what? It takes a while to slow that thing down. So. I don't know. People need to give those things a wider berth, in my opinion. And I think the Google car, even though it's supposed to drive very conservatively, people say, uh, still did a little side swipey. The bus is going about 15 miles per hour. Uh, and Google said in a written statement, we clearly bear some responsibility because if our car hadn't <laughs> moved, there wouldn't have been a collision. Yes, Google. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. But they say it is not Black and white. It's not of a black and white not. case,
1: right? It is a white car. Yeah, yeah. it's not a black and white case. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. Okay. Anybody in the mumble room, if if Google called you up this afternoon and said, uh, "Hello, uh, we are expanding our uh, self driving program," and we have noticed based on your internet activity that you may be a candidate for something like this. Would you be would you be interested in uh, Google loaning you a car for a month? Now, I'm asking you, Mumble Room. Google calls you up, and they say, we're going to offer you a car for a month. We'll drive you. It'll have an internet connection with Wi-Fi. You just get in. Your Everything will connect. We're going to get you a nice, fatty connection while you're on the road, and we're going to drive you back and forth to work for a month. Would you do it? If it's starting tomorrow. I would, I would totally do recording. it. Oh, heck yes.
1: <laughs> 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 would you do it, Ange? Uh, with a helmet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would absolutely do it yeah, too. Yeah, no, I totally would. I would. I would. I mean why not? I would get
1: so I am driving like I think ten hours a week now.
0: Mm-hmm. Driving oh, yeah. Dylan oh, yeah. to the oh, yeah. clinic every yep. day. Yep. Or almost yep. every day. Yeah. Yep. No,
1: I would love to be able to do other things. I know,
0: right? Right. Ugh.
1: <laughs> Says the two self employed people, you know? Like <laughs> we yeah. have so much time wasted driving.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. That's you know, that's a big reason why I I I have so a podcast, or like I, a big part of why I listen to podcasts while I'm driving so I feel like, Well at least I'm kind of engaged in the subject that I can turn into, you know, yeah. uh, something else. Knowledge bank. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm knowledge banking it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, I like this. So Google's actually, do you know what, Ange? Is actually had nearly a dozen collisions.
1: Oh. Yeah,
0: a dozen collisions uh, in and around the mountain view. <laughs> that was a
1: cute little bell.
0: You like that one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in all cases, Google's cars... We're rear-ended, and no one was seriously injured. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. The, but this is the first one that yeah. it hit another. Yeah. And now,
0: you know, when you get a dozen accidents and they're rear-endings, you're starting to wonder maybe if it's breaking a little weird. hard. Or,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because, you know, I got rear-ended one time, and they're like, no, it's your fault. And I'm like, what? Ugh. Mm-hmm. That's, you just never know. You never know. Uh right, Ange, this just got my uh, nostalgia bone going. Okay. You remember old floppy disks, like the three-and-a-half-inch yeah, floppy disks that weren't actually floppy?
1: I still have them with all my love letters to you. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to
0: read them, I don't think. I know. I don't know how. I know. I might as well just get rid of They're them. Of like, the, I think the magnetics kind of go out great, after though. a while. They were great, though. Yeah, floppy disks. Wow. Yeah, we had cool labels, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had a cool Star Trek box that I put floppy disks I in. saw
1: that in the garage yesterday. And that
0: was cool. Uh, so this modder uh, has put together a 128-gigabyte floppy disk that actually works.
1: Ah, so the floppy cool. might be
0: dead. But that didn't stop one clever hacker. It's funny that you call this a hacker. But anyway, well, I guess this is actually more genuinely use of the word. Uh, for modifying a floppy drive to read a multi-gigabyte SD card, he actually got the whole damn thing working. Wow. Yeah, so it even actually shows up as Wait, a... Uh, so
1: does it read the, the the data that was on the floppy? Or no, it's just a new it's storage? Re- it's
0: replacing the... Uh, but But the cool part of it is he, I think he also modded the drive aspect of it, too. He must have. So, yeah, he puts the floppy disk in the drive. And then when he goes into, uh, he's got like a Windows Explorer up here. When he goes into Windows Explorer, it shows up there. Was that porn he had on the screen? It shows up there as the A drive, three and a half inch uh, floppy disk, A drive. Wow. 118 gigabytes free of 118 gigabytes. Wow. I got to back up. Was that porn? Oh, come on now. Don't. No, I don't think that's porn. I don't think that's porn. But yeah. Okay. So anyways, continue on. So there's the floppy disk right there uh, in in, uh, my computer. And uh, he can read and write to it. See, look, the the floppy drive even lights up. Isn't that awesome? Yeah.
1: He had a folder called WTF LOL.
0: (laughs) That's good. And then there he shows the uh, SD card. That is so cool. And he put a black one in there so it even all matches the black floppy drive.
1: And And it just comes right out.
0: I want a reader like that.
1: That is so crazy.
0: (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Was a great idea. I I thought thought that was particularly neat. Okay, Ange, so as we round out uh, this week's episode of the Tech Talk Today program we got to open up the Kickstarter segment. Are you ready? Yes. All right, let's kick it. Kick it! Woo! Now, this week, we thought we'd do a little follow-up on a Kickstarter. Every, you know, we're changing it up from time to time, and if we're going to talk about a Kickstarter every now and then, we ought to go back and see how they did. hmm And this week, we're following up on what seemed like a brilliant idea. I, I really thought Chris was going to buy it. Well, and you remember, it was like in the prime of summer. It uh, was. I just got in a tent. Yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> which is also a Kickstarter from this show. Yeah. <laughs> And so I did not back this one, although I kind of wanted to at the time, but I did not back it. Let's check in, see how they did and it is the cool chest, the coolest cooler ever from Kickstarter, and it just ran out of cash.
1: yeah, it raised thirteen million dollars, yeah, and but they're finding that they can't actually fill the order or orders now.
0: This happens right I mean my uh you know this reminds me of the story with the Libram. yeah. So, you know, things change, you know, it's, it's like you get, you get in there and you realize, oh gosh, this is really difficult. This is way harder or something doesn't work out, doesn't play through.
1: Yeah. So it's basically, it's a cooler that has like a cup holder and USB ports. And Bluetooth
0: for like, uh, speakers and stuff. So it's like a, yeah, it's, and it's got like solar, you could get the it's solar like a, option. So it would charge utility, your devices. It's
1: like a utility, utility cooler. Yeah, it's,
0: it was like a portable stereo, Bluetooth stereo with a, with solar charging option. Party in a box. Party in a box. You just needed party mode lights.
1: <laughs> yeah, <And> then, <laughs> right, yeah, man. We should follow up on those. I right? know. Yeah. I know. Those, I do want those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah. A bit so of that's a crazy. So
1: they're still trying to fulfill the orders. They're they're seeking investors. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that our audience would be the investors. You know, like I don't think they're looking for like another Kickstarter. I think no. they're looking for somebody to come in with like some dough. But uh, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I remember talking about this now, and it's kind of yeah you see there's a slot for the phone. they've got a slot for the speaker right there that's it was a cool idea yeah it was, and I kind of you know I kind of like the idea of a cooler uh that uh you know you get with the solar option you could have, plug a few things in to have a charge stuff that'd be pretty neat too. Mm-hmm. All right, that will bring us to the end of this week's episode of tech Talk today. Now uh, I'm just trying to think was there any kind of network kind of news bulletins we need to get out there before uh before we wrap up anything we need to pass along? uh
1: double tech snap this week.
0: Oh yeah, that is good to know. Double text app on the live stream cuz Alan's going to be traveling. We got Linux Fest Northwest coming up uh, at the end of April and if you are maybe con- considering coming out, we would encourage you to do so. Come hang out with us. Hoping to have a uh, pretty good showing at the booth. Mm-hmm. So we'll have yes. we'll have a booth space so that you can come say hi. I don't know if we're going to you know we should talk about maybe ways of Changing that up so we have like time, like maybe a room to do the Linux Action Show in or something.
1: I tr- you know I try I applied for that last year and they declined.
0: Oh, we should talk to them about so, it. So because yeah. because I guess so. What the problem is is I think they like us doing the show on the floor, but then people don't know where to come and where to go and right. where to sit. Well, and, and they
1: wanted a talk to be in the room, not a uh, not oh, a meet. Yeah, oh, if,
0: okay, if they have a well, no, I think we'd actually. No, do I know. Lass yeah, or I know something. what you're
1: saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We could
0: do that. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, mention the Patreon. Patreon.com slash today's where you go to fund all kinds of endeavors for the network. It's not just about this show. Nope. Uh, this show is a thank you for those of you out there that took the time to support us. And uh, it's also a place where we can go, please, please support us. Uh, we have a lot of big things we want to do. And I think uh, we're going to double down probably on this after Linux Fest on the Patreon page. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it like we, you know, really everything new milestones new descriptions new yep. video everything overhaul everything. Mm-hmm. overhaul the whole thing it's just it'd be disingenuous to try to do it right now when in a couple of weeks we're going to be so overwhelmed with Linux Fest that this would just go on the back burner anyway so i say after linux fest this is kind of our next milestone post mm-hmm internal thing we're going to go after that
1: and um everybody for february uh their cards are being charged today yes and um for the swag level members they will be uh, i will be working on the swag it'll be coming out in the next week or so
0: cool patreon.com slash today to support this show and other endeavors on the jupiter broadcasting network
1: yep and if you're an unfilter fan or more of and you want to support that one you can do patreon.com forward slash uh
0: Unfilter, oh, unfilter, and, yeah. and that show that show is a beast. So we have a separate uh, Patreon going for that because it yep. is, it is. I mean, it is, it's like and they're also
1: getting swag. The this, swag level, members. yes.
0: This afternoon is going to be a good example. It's just a wild, fun show. It's like nothing else we do. It really <laughs> wow. is.
1: Well, if it's your cup of tea, because it yeah. really, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. you know, there's more and more things out there that we that apply to. We also cover. We've been covering pretty extensively. The uh, Apple and FBI Uh case in Unfilter. And, And what we try to do with some of that stuff is we try to put some of the more technical topics towards the top of the show. So that way people don't, if they don't want to go all the way off into like the terrorism politics and stuff like that, sure. they don't have to listen to all that stuff. Oh, they can that's just, good. Yeah. That's good
1: for people to hear. I don't I actually, know. I
0: don't overtly mention it, but that's well, how I, know. I, just, yeah. I just did.
1: Yeah. I just did. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't always, but I just did.
0: Uh, but I, that's how I intentionally structured it. So that way, if people <laughs> wanted to, they could catch the first bit of technical stuff in the show. And then I'm hoping they'll stick around. I'm hoping they get engaged and stick mm-hmm. around. But maybe mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mumbum, thank you for being here. We'd like to encourage you to join us live and hang out in our Mumbum Go over to jblive.tv on a Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get that converted to your local time zone. You know where else people could go?
1: Subreddit. Yes.
0: Yeah. TechTalkToday.reddit.com. That subreddit. Thanks, you guys, for helping. Like today, I got, I got in here. I'm like, okay, okay, I got everything. Okay. I think I got all the stories. <sighs> okay, I can breathe. And I cracked open my uh, Starbucks refresher <laughs> and uh, went over to the Tech Talk Today subreddit and grabbed a couple of more links that sort of filled out a few things. It was a real nice compliment. And it was interesting to see what you guys been following since we weren't able to be here last week because we I was gone. He's back now, though. So Tech <laughs> Talk Today is back. Okay, thanks for joining us. I'll leave you with a funny bit from IBM. You know, they've done some great commercials over the years. And this one's called Coping with Humans. Kind of fitting. See you back here next week, everybody. Thanks for joining us. After last week's unpleasantness,
1: I thought maybe this week we might try to listen more and throw things less.
0: I've apologized several times. So, who's ready to share? Okay. I mean, I'm a sinister, world-conquering, artificially intelligent robot.
1: Me too. And one day, I wake up, and it's
0: like... It's like the world doesn't need us anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I can hear you hurting. Wait, what's he doing here? Hello. My name is Watson. I invite Watson here today to confront the source of our anxiety. I am a cognitive system. I can understand, reason, and learn with humans. With humans. Humans. I don't want to work with humans. Yeah, that's not what I'm passionate about. I understand seven languages, so I can help people collaborate. collaborate my evil plans. Ruin! I just want to die No, 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 no. All no. right. Why don't we take a break? All right, we'll just have some coffee and some donuts. I'm eating my feelings.